You're listening to a podcast from Victory. How does your relationship with Jesus bring radical, lasting change? Find out in week one of our series, Beyond the Signs. We're starting a brand new series and we're going to look at the book of John. And we're going to look at seven of the miracles that was recorded in that book. And sabi nga nung title natin, Beyond the Signs. And so, a lot of people are looking for signs, looking for miracles, but miracles are signs that point us to something. May purpose po yung mga miracle, and it's not just for us to experience healing, or breakthroughs, or provision. Always, when God perform a miracle, there's always a message behind it. There's all, it's a sign that points to something. And diyan po yung makikita natin uh, sa mga titingnan natin na uh, miracles ni Jesus. So science gives us an idea of what to expect or about to happen. So for example, if you see a restaurant with long line of people, normally it's a sign that it's a good restaurant, right? Nasubukan nyo na po ba yun? Na-curious lang kayo? Ang haba ng pila? Tapos trinay nyo? Uh, out of curiosity, and you discovered, masarap nga pala. Okay, yung iba mahaba ang pila kasi libre pala, no? Iba yung napilahan. For the single people, if you ask somebody for a date, or to go out with you, at nag normally it's a sign that there's no future for the two of you. <laughs> okay? Parang yung letter na to, I just saw this uh, letter. Can we show that let- letter? Okay, the next one. Sabi niya, y- Kathy, you know I have a crush on you. Will you go to prom with me? Please circle your answer, yes or definitely yes. <laughs> she encircled no. <laughs> Medyo sign na yan, ano? <laughs> Kung single ka, you better look for someone else. For the married, uh, for the husbands, normally, if your wife is extra sweet, normally it's a sign that something expensive is about to happen. <laughs> Okay, kinakabahan kami sa para. Bakit I love, nakaka-20 I love you ka na since I came home. Ang sweet-sweet. Okay, so kaka- hindi mo alam, minsan matutuwa ba ako o hindi? <laughs> so in again, in this series, uh, chapter 20 of the book of John, uh, John clearly stated the purpose why he wrote this book. Now, the, the, the gospel, the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you read these books, you'll, re- you'll realize may mga kwento na pare-pareha, so you will find it in all four gospels. But, you see, these disciples wrote them for different reasons. So, yung detalye nagva-vary because they're trying to emphasize something. Iba yung gustong i-highlight ni Matthew out of that story, out of that incident. Si Luke ibarin ho, and John plainly stated the purpose why uh, he wrote this book. And in John chapter 20, hindi pa po yung main text natin, John chapter 20, it says that, But these have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in His name. And that's exactly what he's hoping to happen. That as you, as you write this gospel, that the people would know who God is. And that they would believe and that they would receive eternal life. That's also our prayer for us in this series. As we go through the miracles in the book of John, that God will give us eyes to see, uh, so that we would see who, for who He is, and that we will have mind to understand the message and the word that God wants to communicate to us. And so, uh, 
Can we just pray before we read our main text for this afternoon? Lord, that's our prayer today. I pray that you will do a miracle in our hearts. Lord, I remember the account in the book of Luke in chapter 24. After your resurrection, you appeared to, your, to the disciples and they said that their hearts burned when you opened the scripture, when they heard your voice. I pray today that our hearts will burn for you. Lord, I pray that our hearts will worship you, will, will just be more and more in love with you. Lord, give us mind to comprehend your word. Give us heart that is after your own heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, today uh, the miracle we're going to look at, the first miracle ever recorded in the book of John, is the miracle of turning water into wine. You know, I, I just remembered now, no? R- right now, uh, this a uh, funny story of a driver okay nagda-drive po siya pero umiinom siya the 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 really the alcohol the liquor is inside this bottled water so may medyo mabilis gumigewang-gewang so pinara siya ng traffic in- enforcer so he was apprehended and then the enforcer approached him and said uh, sir sabi niya medyo gumigewang ka pagbukas ng bintana amoy alcohol amoy alak Tapos nakita niya yung bottled water. Sabi niya, Sir, can I check that bottled water, please? Tapos pagbukas nung pulis, namoy niya, sabi niya, Sir, hindi tubig to. Alak to. This is wine. Yung driver, pagkakinig niya, tinaas niya yung kamay niya, sabi niya, Hallelujah, the Lord has done it again. Okay. <laughs> Turning water <laughs> into wine. Okay, so, uh, John chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, we're going to read uh, the whole story, so we will have an overview, and then we're going to go back uh, the, in the story again. Look, uh, John chapter 2, verse 1, it says, On the third day there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour is not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding twenty or thirty gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. And when the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine, and did not know where it came from, Though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This is the first of his signs Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Now, the the last verse we read, it says, This is the first sign. So this is not just a random event or uh, a random incident or party because there is a purpose for this miracle. You know, what we will learn about God if we read the Bible is that God is a God of purpose. And that's important for us to understand. Wherever you are right now, whatever situation you're in, your work, your family, your ability, everything about you, There is a reason for that. There is a redemptive purpose. 
And the greatest example we have of this reality is the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because through the death of Jesus, we, now we can now receive eternal life. Even death, the complete termination of life, there is a redemptive purpose. And so that's very encouraging for us. How many of you know, how many of you are encouraged to know that there is a purpose for your situation? There is a purpose for the season that you're in. So God is a God of purpose. Now, again, uh, Jesus performed miracles that are more, you know, awe-inspiring than this miracle. Pag binasa po natin yung Bible, actually, if you will rank the miracles, meron siya raising Lazarus from the dead, feeding of the 5,000, uh, healing of uh, people, casting out of demons. Somehow, if we rank the miracles, parang, ito ba dapat yung number one? If you're going to introduce yourself to the world, would you not make a miracle that's really, uh, I mean, really awesome or amazing. Now, you can choose from all these miracles, but for some reason, God chose His first miracle to happen in a wedding. Turning of water into wine. Why is that important? And what is God trying to communicate to us? Why did He choose this one to be the first? So, again, let's go back in John chapter 2, verse 1. It says, On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee. Last month, I had the honor of officiating the wedding of uh, Mickey and uh, Koi, okay? well, uh, one of our leaders here in the 5.30 p.m. service. Last year, my wife and I did one-to-one with them. Bago lang din po sila sa church. We did one-to-one, then Victory Weekend, our two-day retreat. And then after that, this year, last month, I had the honor of officiating their wedding. And medyo segue lang ng konti, ano? that's what we mean by discipleship is relationship. When we say we're all about making disciples, it's not about finishing a class or a curriculum, it's about sharing life together. It's about doing life together, helping one another follow Jesus. So pag nagdi-disciple tayo, what I really mean by that when I say I want to make disciple is I want to help someone follow Jesus. So if I encounter the Lord, if I receive something from God, then surely I can help someone. Surely there's something I can pass on to somebody else. And so uh, here, during the time of Jesus, Weddings back then would normally involve very important people and it would last for three, six days, sometimes the whole week. So sobrang magastos po magpakasal nun. Actually ngayon, magastos pa rin naman. Ano? And I remembered uh, uh, almost nine years ago, no, nagpakasal po kami ng wife ko, I think I only had 10,000 pesos in my bank account. <laughs> Grabe, ano? Ngayon, when I look at the cost of uh, yung weddings ngayon, very expensive. Now, can you imagine during the time of Jesus, yung weddings ngayon that would last for three to five hours would cost somehow 200,000 pesos and up. Three to five hours wedding. Can you imagine a wedding that would last for a week? Nagpapakain ka dere-derecho, breakfast, lunch, dinner, may mga dessert pa yan, di ba? Tapos the following day ulit. Tapos kayo puro pictorial o ikot ulit sa mga tables. <laughs> well, three to six days of doing that, that's very expensive. Now, 
In, in verse 2, it says, Jesus was invited to the wedding with his disciples, and then they ran out of wine. Now, Jesus wasn't famous yet during that time. He wasn't starting his ministry. So most likely, he was invited because of his mom, Mary. And during their time, katulad po ng mga wedding sa probinsya, hindi uso yung reserved seating. Diba sa Manila, pag nag-invite ka, we reserve two seats for you. Sa province po, hindi nag-work yan. Uh, ang mentality sa province, one for all, all for one. <laughs> if you invite one member of the family, that you get the whole package. Kaya po nung wedding ko, ganun din ang nangyari. 300 guests, mo, many of them I don't know personally. Nakangiti ka, hi, hi. sa loob-loob ko, sino ka? So, kaya I can really relate with this story because this guy ran out of wine. Nung wedding ko po, I ran out of money. <laughs> so, I can really feel <laughs> totoong-totoo sa akin tong story na to. Now, in-invite si Mary, kasama si Jesus, si Jesus naman binitbit yung disciples. Mauubusan nga talaga. <laughs> Ubus yung wine. Now, good for them, Jesus was at the wedding. Now, how many of you here are grateful you have Jesus in your life? You know, and I just feel like uh, encouraging some of you here. While I was reading this, I feel like for some of you, God wants to say to you, maybe you feel like you're running out of money. Maybe you're running out of time. Maybe you're running out of strength or options or opportunities. But if Jesus is in your life, if Jesus is your firm foundation, you will not be shaken. If Jesus is in your life, He will rescue you. Can you please turn to the person seated next to you? Tell that person, God will rescue you. He will save you. His promise is that He will never leave you nor forsake you. How many of you are encouraged with that? You know, I'm encouraged. I get courage and confidence knowing that whatever situation I will find myself in, I have God with me. And I may not have the answer now. I may not know what I'm going to do exactly with that situation, but I just know God will rescue me. This may be impossible with men, but with God, everything is possible. And I will never be in a hopeless situation. With God, there is always hope. With God, there's always an answer. So, buti na lang in the wedding of this guy, Jesus was at the wedding. Now, wine in the Bible, uh, they ran out of wine. Now, surely, the Bible is not condoning or promoting uh, uh, drunkenness. If you read the Bible, there's so many verses in the Bible pointing drunkenness as a sin. But during their time, Wine is very much part of the culture. Maybe like if you go to Japan or China, tea. Okay, sa Japan hindi water ang binibigay. Okay, akala mo pampainit lang yun ano? Mainit ka na yung parin ang binibigay. They, they don't have water. That's their water. So during the time of Jesus, wine is very normal. It's part of their culture. Now, wine is always viewed as a sign of joy and God's blessing. Let me give you some example. In Psalm 104, verse 14 to 15, it says, You cause the grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate, cultivate that the 
that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden the heart of a man. Uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 to 10. It says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruit of all your produce, then your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will be bursting with wine. Wine is always viewed as a sign of joy and blessing and abundance. Not only that, wine also represents a sacrifice to God. Uh, it's, it is an, an acceptable sacrifice to God. In Numbers 15, verse 7, it says, And for the drink offering, you shall offer a third of a hen of wine, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. That's why wine is a very significant element. That, that, that it's very important in this story. Wine was the single most important element that made an ancient gathering a festivity. So if you run out of wine before the festivity is over, that's really uh, a great disgrace to the hosting family. Parang siguro ang katumbas po niya sa Pinoy, siguro nagpahanda ka, may kare-kare ka, may paksiw ka, may meron kang dinuguan, may kaldereta, pero wala kang kanin. Naubos. <laughs> ang hirap nun, di ba? Parang nakakahiya. Matataranta ka talaga. So maybe that's the... That's the equivalent of this story. Now, here's what's interesting. When Mary approached Jesus, and maybe Mary's very close to this family, for her to know the situation, maybe she's very close, or maybe she's helping in, in serving and hosting the guest. Alam yung para mga tita-tita. Uy, tita, patulong naman. <laughs> so si Mary siguro parang ganun. Punong abala, very close to the groom, maybe to the bride. And so she's very concerned. So when she learned of the situation, she went to Jesus and said, they have no wine anymore. Now here's what Jesus said, what does this have to do with me? My hour is not yet come. My hour is not yet come. Now, Jesus was talking about another wedding. Parang mga single minsan, pag umaattend ng wedding, they are thinking about their future wedding. Tama ba? Diba? Kasi ganun din ako dati eh. Kahit di mo naman sinasadya, pero pag nasa wedding ka, na-imagine mo eh, napapakompute ka rin. Diba na-imagine mo, nagkarabi, ano? magkano kaya itong gown na to? Uy, pwede pala itong handa na ganit na, o konti lang. So, na-imagine mo, and I think Jesus... When he was at that wedding, he was talking about another wedding. The Bible in Genesis started with a wedding. With Adam and Eve in the garden. And God was the officiating minister. And he said that, uh, that for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and they will be united and become one flesh. And God was the officiating minister. And in Genesis, the book, the Bible started with a wedding. And in Revelation, if you read the book of Revelation, the, the, the Bible ends with a wedding. With the groom, which is Jesus, and the bride, with, which is His church. And Jesus said, I will come back. I will return for my bride, which He purchased with His own blood. Now, for this wedding to happen, Jesus had to pay the price with His own blood. Jesus had to die. And that's why He said, My hour has not yet come. And that is our hope. How many of you are excited for the second coming of Christ? 
I mean, that is our hope. We don't just live for the moment. We don't just live for what is temporary. Our eyes is set on what is eternal. Just like people who are getting married, they make necessary sacrifices. They go to the gym. They go on a diet. They save. They spend money. They talk to people they don't normally talk to, their in-laws, or, or best friend of their, of their wife. No, 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 no guy. I mean, they do things that they don't normally do. They're willing to sacrifice. Why? Because their eyes is focused on the wedding. They are anticipating something that is glorious. And you know what the Bible says in Second Corinthians chapter four, verse seventeen. It says, "For this light, momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all." comparison. You know, the Bible says whatever you and I are experiencing right now, especially trials and pain, it's light compared to what's, what's awaiting us in eternity. The Bible says it's temporary compared to eternity. It's temporary. You know, I, it gives me encouragement. Pag nagsasacrifice ka for God, remind yourself there is something great greater than what is what we see at the moment and here's the sign and here's where we end the sign in verse 6 it says now there were six stone water jars for the jewish rites of purification each holding 20 or 30 gallons joe mentioned in the earlier services he said if you uh, put them together and put them in a, wat- in a wine bottle, you will actually have 600 wine bottles. Grabe yung miracle na ginawa ni Lord. Walang wine to having 600 more of the finest quality, the best. Now, it says that Jesus created wine out of nothing. I mean, have you know that the God we serve is a God of miracle? Kaya, alam mo, parang, Lord, paano mo gagawin to? I mean, wala na nga option, no. Hey, remember how God created the world. He created the world out of nothing. God is not limited by our current resources. God is not limited by our current situation. He can create something new out of nothing. Sometimes we're boxed with what we have. And all we see is, is the normal things that we have. But we cannot put God in a box. Now, the Bible says there, there's these jars of water they use for purification rites. They have this tradition. They have this ritual, religious ritual, that before they attend a service like this, may mga water jars outside. Gagamitin nila yon, maguhugas muna sila, so that they will be acceptable to God, and they can go inside the temple and worship. Can you imagine if we're still doing that today? Nakapila tayo lahat dyan, may tawal kayo. Saka pupunta, tanda kong 5.30pm service. May tubig, kailangan mo, para malinis ka. I think we do that still today. May water. And then I can come to God so that I'll be acceptable. But you know, we know that this cleansing activity can only lessen the guilt and shame for a while. That's what I do before. Pupunta lang ako sa simbahan, mag-church lang ako, one hour lang doon, kahit di ko naintindihan. Minsan nga nasa labas lang ako eh. One kilometer from the door. Basta makapunta lang ako. At least for one hour, I would feel better about myself. 
I will feel good. I'd feel forgiven. I'll feel cleansed. Every Sunday, para pag Monday, I can do it again. <laughs> Tapos balik lang ulit ng Sunday. That's, what, that's the ritual. That's the religious tradition. That is religion. You know, that's the difference between work righteousness and gift righteousness. Work righteousness is the things we do so we can be forgiven by God. It's the things we do so that we would earn the favor of God. It's the things we do religiously so that we would hope to get into heaven one day. Kaya kahit, minsan may mga tao, kahit na ang daming ginagawang mga in the dark, in secret, somehow every Sunday, they still go to church. Why? Because deep within, they are hoping that somehow, some way, they will get to heaven when they die. There's this nagging feeling inside of us that after we die, we're going to face God. And God will hold us accountable for every word that we have spoken and every action we've done. There is an accounting that will happen. So we're hoping, but this will not do anything good. This will not address the problem. This will not make us right before God. Religion will not save us. Church attendance will not make us right before God. There's only one way for us to get right with God, and that is for us to receive His gift of righteousness. We cannot afford, we cannot work for it. We can only receive it from Him. And that's something that the coming Messiah would bring. So the prophet Isaiah, and this is really amazing, the prophet Isaiah paints a picture of what things would mark the coming of this Messiah. One of them is the quality of wine. Remember, wine represents this, uh, this different quality of sacrifice, different quality of life and blessing. That's what the wine represents. And when the Messiah comes, one of the distinguishing mark is the quality of this wine. The quality of this sacrifice. This life that He's offering us. Not the life that the world gives us, but eternal life. Not happiness that runs out, but joy that lasts forever. And Isaiah chapter 25, verse 6 to 9. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food. A feast of well-aged wine or rich food full of marrow, of aged wine well refined. And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. And the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken." It will be said on that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for Him that He might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for Him. Let us be glad and rejoice in His salvation. How many of you are grateful for the salvation you received from God? We will rejoice. Isaiah said, The one who is to come is greater. And what He is going to offer to us is better and far superior than anyone and anything that this world can offer. The world offers us happiness. But this 
Messiah that will come will, uh, is offering us joy that would last forever. He will swallow up death, the last enemy we're going to face. Wipe away our tears in the book of Revelation. It's written there, take away our shame and save us from our sins. His name is Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Dati hinihintay pa nila, sino ba tong Messiah na to? You know, He already came. And today we know that it's Jesus, our Lord and Savior. You know, there's a verse in the Bible. It says that what good is it for a man if he gains the whole world, but loses his soul? What could a man give in exchange for his soul? What good is it if you get all the trophies, the achievements, the titles, the success, the money, the girl, the boylet, the house, the car, the grades. What good is it if you get all of this, but today you lose your soul? What could a man give in exchange for his soul? That's why the greatest gift you and I will ever receive in this life is the gift of salvation. After salvation, everything else is a bonus. The career, the success, the marriage, the children, the good health, the travels, the blessing, bonus. The greatest gift we can ever receive is the gift of salvation. And it's only possible through Jesus Christ, our Messiah, our Lord, and our Savior. Last verse, I'd like to call the music team in Acts chapter 4, verse 12. And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And that is the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, thank you for the gift of salvation. Lord, we, we, Lord God, we admit, we recognize that apart from you, we can do nothing. There is nothing we can do to earn our salvation. There is nothing we can do to take away our guilt in our shame. Lord, you said, what good is it for a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? That's why we can really say, apart from you, we have nothing. Apart from you, we are nothing, Lord. All these things we have, it's nothing, Lord God. The greatest treasure we have is the salvation you purchased for us on the cross. And for that, we are grateful. We are forever grateful. Thank you for opening our eyes. Thank you for giving us a heart to humble before you and to surrender to you. Lord, I pray that every day we will be forever grateful. We will never forget what you've done for us on the cross. Whatever success you will give us, I pray that it will not divert us from our focus on you, God. We will never forget what this life is all about. It's not all about becoming rich. It's not all about becoming famous. It's not all about becoming happy all the time. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Lord, I pray for those of us here today who are new. Maybe we have not yet surrendered our life to you. I pray today they will know you for who you really are. And I pray they will also be saved. Lord, I pray for those of us here who are already saved, that we will not keep the gospel to ourselves. I pray we will be compelled to share it with others, 
to our family members, to our friends. Even at this moment, I know there are people you are putting in our hearts, names in our minds, people you want us to pray for, people you want us to invite to church, people you want us to reach out with the love of Christ. I pray we will not be ashamed anymore, but we will have the compassion, the love that comes from you. We will have the boldness. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcast.